0: pretty much a wake-up call for our whole company you know it's right. one of those things you, you hope you never hear about it you hope that damn alarm never goes off because everything's working right but in my case it went off and I'm very glad we had them
1: the voice of trucker Scott Carlson was what you heard up top talking about a little piece of equipment that he's got in his truck as do the rest of the trucks in his uh, fleet out of New York State. This little piece of equipment, too, he reckons, saved his life last week. And here's the thing. Investment of a little bit of time and well under $100 might do the same for you if you're unlucky enough to experience the conditions Carlson found last week asleep at the yard after coming in late at night. I'm Todd Dills. This is the Overdrive Radio podcast, and Carlson spoke from Columbus, Ohio, with me this past Tuesday, January 20, 28, waiting to load out to a receiver in Mississippi.
0: Yeah, Carlson, I'm loading something for uh, Dollar General, Indiana, uh, Indianola, Mississippi.
1: I've known Scott Carlson going back years now to the early days of the FMCSA's Compliance Safety Accountability Program, where uh, when we had many a conversation about just how the CSA system's points were getting assessed, how carriers were then helping or not, drivers to adjudicate even the smallest of infractions, and more. We've talked off and on over the years, but I've yet to meet Carlson in person. His and collaborators uh, Class 8 on the Lake Truck Show up in Ohio might remedy that this summer, but we'll see how the schedule works out as the year goes on. Here's a bit of an intro to just who he is and what he does with Regal Services, based up in Ripley, New York. I'm Scott Carlson.
0: Uh, I'm out of Ripley, New York. I drive for Regal Service Company out of Ripley. It is an employee-owned company, been in business for over 60 years. Uh, We haul van and reefer freight. We also have one specialized uh, drop-deck, extendable trailer, which I run most of the time. So I'm pretty much a jack-of-all-trades at Regal. I've done everything, the container work, everything we get into. We do a lot of freight out of Erie, Pennsylvania. been with him now is
2: my 17th year. 17th year with with him and all that as a company driver, Scott?
1: Yes, sir. The reason we were talking early this week, though, I noticed a Facebook post of his the prior week that detailed part of what he was alluding to up top. Something that happened to him that anyone laid over asleep in a truck for any length of time would do well to take heed of. And the most dramatic of the language in Carlson's Facebook post
2: one particular line that said without, uh, without a particular piece of equipment in your truck, uh, quote, I may not be writing this today to you (laughs) or something of that nature. Uh, tell me, tell me what exactly happened and, uh, give me, give me the background on, on everything too. Once you, once you get through it.
0: I had come back into our yard off a run, got there late at night and late at night, I usually stay in the truck and go home first thing in the morning. Uh, we all, the whole fleet is equipped with, uh, Thermocane Tri-Packs, the Evolution 3s, and we have some electric ones, but most of them are the Evolutions, where they have the small diesel heater. And I'm by no means putting any blame on Thermocane, their equipment. It was just a fluke. Uh, the small exhaust tube for the auxiliary heater had broken. But it broke right underneath my cab. You really can't hear anything. It's just air rushing out. You know, just like an exhaust sound. Uh The CO2 that was coming out of that tube, and where it was broke at was underneath the fresh vent air underneath the cab. And it came right up into the sleeper. Uh, I was sleeping. We have,
1: in our trucks, CO2 detectors. What Carlson's talking about are carbon monoxide detectors. That's a CO detector, just to be clear. So what he's saying here is a broken exhaust from his diesel-powered APU was broken in the exact wrong spot, just below a vent in the cab. Fortunately, the fleet's trucks were outfitted with those detectors, mounted low on the sleeper wall down near where Carlson lays his head when asleep in his.
0: We have them mounted in the sleepers, down low by the floor where they're supposed to be, and mine went off and woke me up. Had a severe headache, Nothing I've ever experienced like that. I have never had a migraine, but people said migraines are actually the worst. Uh, nauseous, eyes were burning. I do have a Peterbilt which has the side door on the bunk. I popped that open because my head's right there, and I was able to call into our shop. And uh, my dispatcher actually came outside to check on me and got me out of the truck.
2: You couldn't you couldn't get out on your own power, Scott.
0: No, I got out of my own power. I, I, okay, okay. Got up, yeah. I got up sitting on the bunk. Then I was able to move to the seat and move out. Um, yeah. I think at that point, I don't know how much longer I would have slept without the alarm going off. I mean, that alarm was its pretty loud, especially in a confined space of a sleeper. We put them in when we had an owner-operator get very sick a few years ago. I mean, it was done right away. When he had his incident, within three to four days, they were starting to install these uh, detectors in our trucks.
2: Uh, How, uh, what, was the, um, what was the situation with his uh, truck? I see, uh, we talked a little bit about this yesterday, uh, but I think it was, uh, it was a different kind of uh, situation than, than yours, right? Yeah, it
0: was, it's, it was basically the same thing. Uh, it was carbon monoxide, but it came off his truck exhaust. Uh, sure. his truck is off, had a leak on it, I guess a very severe leak after they inspected the truck. Uh, and he too had been sleeping in the truck, woke up, called his wife, said, you need to come get me right now. And when they got there, still with us, he's, uh, he's retired now. I know that. Sure. Uh, but he's not the biggest guy in the world. His son was a pretty good sized young man. I met him one time and he had a hard time getting his dad out of the truck because he was oh, wow. so underneath the thing. I mean, he was still, you know, he was awake, but he wasn't coherent. You know, he oh, was wow. totally disorganized and, you know, really couldn't help himself. Uh, and after that episode, uh, John Bowser, the president of the Regal, uh, and all the upper management there say, hey, we got to put these in the truck. So they have them all put in the truck, and mine's the first time. Mine's the first one it ever went off like that. But uh, really well. You know, it could be, it could be off your auxiliary power units. It wasn't the power unit itself. It was the heater, which is mounted inside right. the truck. And It's just like a little torpedo here. That's all it is. Um, it could be your truck exhaust.
2: Either one of those could kill you. And do you do you have a feeling? Uh, do you have a sense of uh, how yours uh, broke? Was it just a situation of, you know, long-term, um, um, something hit it or, or uh, shook loose? Uh, it, or? It's,
0: part of it is uh, long-term. It broke right at the clamp. There's a clamp. It's, uh, it's not a clamp. It's a hole that holds the pipe up. It's a flex pipe. It's a piece of flex so they can point it out. Normally, they stick out about six, eight inches behind the cabs. Uh, but mine broke underneath the cabinet, the center part of my sleeper unit, okay. uh, it could have been just road vibration. You know, I, I really didn't get a chance to look at it until it was already repaired. Shop changed it right there. You know, that day they had a new tube on there. It could have just been vibra- vibration, just like your exhaust system, just the road vibration. Just, you know, sure. And the road, in road yeah. conditions, you know, we all know the roads are starting to fall apart on us. This was kind of a fluke. It broke. It was a very still night out. There was no breeze blowing. And where I was parked at, I was pretty well blocked in from the wind getting to my truck. Uh, it could have been broken a couple days before. And the way the, I was at, where I was at, the wind kept you know kept everything circulating. But I was sitting there just in a, a dead quiet zone. And the fumes got up into the sleeper. So it can can happen to anybody in any truck. Like we talked about yesterday, we both thought this was pretty important to get out there, uh, I've seen them anywhere as cheap as $40. The one we use is an MTI product. It's actually made for RVs, so it's, made, it's pretty durable, and it's also a hardwired unit. It's hardwired into electronics, so you never have to worry about batteries. Uh, just as long as you have a green light on there, and you test it once a month, you know, just push the button, make sure it works, you're good to go. It's easy. You know, um, our, mechanics, our mechanics says they can put them in, in about 15
2: minutes. You didn't do this job yourself? Right, no, no, our shop did this uh, something that a capable uh, capable owner operator would probably be able to do uh him herself eh?
0: yeah, it's only a three wire setup that's all it is. you know you get your positive grounding, you got a common ground uh very easy to install two screws wherever you got to mount it to all it takes is two screws. but they do say wait, mount, wait. mount it lo- mount it as low as you can in the draw tr- in the in the sleeper area. Okay. Carbon monoxide settles, but you know, the beds in these trucks were not that far off the floor, really. You know, what, eighteen, twenty four inches maybe. So you know, anybody anybody's got, you know, pretty good knowledge of their truck and does their own work, should be able to put one in without you know, no big deal. And if you wanna go to the battery way, there's a bunch of battery units out there, but like I said, then you're constantly checking on the batteries
2: and I, and I've certainly heard from folks who've done this this kind of thing, but uh, putting one of these in in the truck. But uh, yeah, like my, like like you said, most of uh, most of the ones I've heard of were were battery powered. Uh, it just seems to be the easiest uh, when it comes to installation. But yeah, yeah. for peace of mind, for, for peace of mind, that hardwired setup is probably uh, probably the way to go. Yeah, I've seen them. The
0: ones we had, I think we got those around 65 a piece, and okay. I've not seen online where I've seen them as cheap as 55. Go, you, know, you can go to uh, Camping World, any of the big RV supply places. that Evidently, carry these in stock. You know, they add them on, which is uh, nice. They do have a combination that does smoke and carbon monoxide or LP, you know, uh, liquid gas, uh, liquid propane. They've had, they got they got a wide range of stuff that you can choose from. And we want uh uh carbon monoxide detectors. It's MTI Industries. I know there's some others out there, but that's the one we have. Uh I know the gentleman that researched at Regal, uh he had quite a bit of experience with RVing. And he says, you know, I was looking for something that would take the the beating of the road, the bouncing and sh- shaking and jarring. And This was like the one he thought was the best. I'm sure there's others out
2: there in the market. That's just the one we use. You did actually go um, to the emergency room uh, just for for peace of mind, I think, for yourself and the the company, I think, right?
0: Yeah, basically, my dispatcher and John, our owner, uh, basically didn't give me much of a choice about going. They said, you got to go. And I said, "I I already planned on going. I was taken down to the emergency room. They did a blood draw gas on me. Automatically, as soon as they did, before they did the blood draw, uh, they did a the blood draw first, then they put me on oxygen. And sure. sat there for about an hour and a half on oxygen. Uh, pretty high level. I, I didn't realize it was high. I thought it was like 15 milliliters uh, at the rate, but it was 25. First blood draw came back at three. They did one after about another hour and a half. It's a quick test. It's a very quick test for them to do. I was down sure. to two, and two is okay to them. You know, you're coming out of it pretty quick, and they kept me on oxygen for another 45 minutes then. Uh, sent me home, told me to take the day off, and I could go back to work the next day. They said, it doesn't take long for you to get up to the lethal level, and I don't, they didn't tell me what the number was, but it goes up pretty quick. Once it's starting to saturate your system, it's in ya.
1: Remember the Regal Lease Owner Operator that Carlson mentioned? His own truck exhaust leak led to a crisis moment for him while he was asleep in the truck. That owner-operator spent four days in the hospital in the aftermath, Carlson says.
0: We also, I think, he also had some issues with his lungs. I think he had a breathing issue. Where I didn't have any of that kind of stuff, but uh, definitely got my attention. Definitely uh, opened my eyes to how lucky I was. Could have, could have been a lot worse because I was, I was sleeping at the back of our lot. And normally at our shop, if you're sleeping, they don't bother you. They know you're out sleeping in the truck, they won't come out and bother you unless they really need you for something. So, you know, if I hadn't woken up, I may have a couple more hours before everybody realized, hey, uh, he hasn't come out of the truck yet. That's kind of strange. Right. But I'm normally an early, early riser, so.
2: I think it's one, it's one of those things, too, you know, it's. Uh an exhaust leak is kind of like uh something that folks might have the you know have the sense that you might you might not have like the urgency of the need to to repair that as you would uh, not the same urgency that you would have on other parts of the truck but i think you said that there's like there were a couple of days where this may have been an issue where you didn't notice it um, are you sure about that, or is that just something that you, you, you're you speculating about? Um,
0: talking to the mechanic to replace the tube, he says it looks like it had been broken for a little bit. Not a, not like a couple of weeks, but he says a very short time it had been broken. But right. we've had some, a lot of windy days where I've been running at. And with the wind blowing, you know, it's pushing the air out from underneath the truck. So he says it's very possible this could have been broken maybe a week before. I was just... You know, I was always up in Illinois quite a bit. Indiana, we are having a lot of winds. And actually, where we're at in Ripley, uh, we actually have a higher per day wind average in Chicago. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so for us to get a quiet day in Ripley, that's, you know, everybody stops, looks around, wondering what's wrong. Uh, Normally, we've got a pretty good breeze or a good breeze just blowing all day long. But uh, I know they started cycling our trucks through the shop. Uh, if they if a guy came in the yard and he was to do for service, they had a mechanic go out and go underneath the truck, and take a quick look, make sure everything was good on the tube because the tube just it comes out of the bottom of the bunk, runs runs along the edge of the bunk, and it comes out the backside of the sleeper. So it's easy to get to. I mean, you can look. All you have to do is bend over and look straight up. You can see it. Which is now part of that's part of my pre trip now. Definitely go up and look at that thing. I just never put much thought yeah. to it. You know. And it's like got like our, comp- or, you know, our shops, it's an easy thing for us to fix. If you got one that's starting to leak, you see a little blacking, just let us know. We'll put a new tube on it right away. It definitely opened their eyes too, as part of the maintenance. thing. They actually put it on the maintenance cycle that, you know, to make sure they look at all the components on the truck, just not the, the big heavy truck stuff. You know, look at that too. It's, it's a very piece of equipment. Yeah, they they service it. They look at it, make sure everything's good. But sometimes little stuff gets uh, overlooked because they're not told to do it or they're just not used to looking at it
2: i think you said there's so. been some it spurred them on to add the 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 co uh, carbon oxide detectors uh to some of the new trucks that they purchased too <laughs> just to,
0: yeah it, uh, it, 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 we bought uh, i think we've got nine new cameras over the last year and right away uh well, one of my friends drives one he's he heard what happened, he went looking through his truck, he called me up, and says, take a picture of yours and send it, to make sure I'm not missing it, so I sent a picture of what I have, and uh, he said, I don't have one in the truck, and he was on the phone with the shop, 10 minutes later, they said, when you come in, we're putting one in your truck, so they got them for the new trucks, they just cycling those trucks into the shop to get them put in, Yeah, and they're having, having everybody else that has them already double-check their units, make sure they're working, pretty much a wake-up call for our whole company, you know, it's Right. One of those things, you, you hope you never hear about it. You hope that damn alarm never goes off because everything's working right, but my case it went off and I'm very glad we had them.
1: Some big things to think about this week. Thanks to Scott Carlson for telling his story. He's a principal organizer, like I said earlier, for the Class 8 on the Lake Truck Show in Geneva on the Lake, Ohio, happening this year in July. Stay tuned to Overdrive Radio for a future episode about the show and plans for it this year. That's all for this week. Can spring get here any more quickly, I ask? Stay proud, out there.